All right. I'm Nick Verdi. Welcome to the Operations Mastery Podcast. We're here with Guy Carney. He's currently the COO of Pizza Patron, but has an extensive background in restaurants and hospitality chains, growing them from a few locations to hundreds, sometimes thousands um, at brands you've heard of like Wetzel's Pretzels, Kava, Popeyes, and a few others. But I won't do the intro myself, Guy. It's It's amazing to have you on and appreciate you coming. Thank you so much. It's really a pleasure to be here. Amazing. Um, So maybe talk people through the beginning of your operations career, where you started, what brand you started with, and and where you're at today. Sure. Um, my very first job was when I was 15 years old, and I got hired by Rick Wetzel and his wife at location number three in Hazard Center, which is no longer uh, you know, or Horton Plaza, rather. It's no longer a, a place down in downtown San Diego, but um, I just happened to pop my head in there and I interviewed with them. And for very first job was opening a new location. Um, you know, my first leadership role, uh, I worked for California Pizza Kitchen. I got hired on as a server there, worked my way up to senior general manager, training manager with them, opened a ton of locations with them, um, moved from Minneapolis or from San Diego to Minneapolis, uh, opened as a kitchen manager, um, worked in 40 different locations for them in my time with them in lots of different states, and really started hitting the ground running um, when I worked for Kava for five years. Um, was Started as a area coach with them, moved into director of restaurant openings, and first big year, we opened 57, I believe. We opened 83 the year after that, and that's in a 12-month calendar. I had a team of over 60 uh, new restaurant opening trainers that were all over the place, uh, very involved in people development and systems operations, and really built, built that program from the ground up. And, um, you know, super excited to come to Pizza Patron. Uh, you know, they started in 1986, um, but are really, uh, you know, uh, a 40 year old overnight success uh, where we've got 50 corporate locations. We opened five last year. We've got 10 on deck for this year, 20 after that, 30 the year after 50 after that, you know, 160 restaurants in the next five years is our target. And um, I have a personal goal. I want to get this to a thousand plus locations. So really excited to have come here and found such a, you know, pizzas in my blood. Uh, from from almost 10 years at California Pizza Kitchen. So excited to be back in that industry. I mean, that that's pretty unbelievable and remarkable. Can you walk us through the challenges of the early days of scaling these big, um, these big chains? Like I'd imagine people management and hiring is a massive challenge. Scaling operations in a place maybe you're not physically at mm -hmm. um, or you have area coaches for, so leadership there. And then the systems, the quality checks, all of that, so that you know quality scales to all these locations. Like, what what are the big core challenges these brands have to face and deal with? You know, the the first challenge, the first hurdle is always people, and that was part of my interview process when I started with Pizza Patron. Was it doesn't matter if you have 160 restaurants ready and lined up for me to open. If we don't have the people systems and the training and accountability pieces, if we don't have culture, um, it's all for naught. And mm -hmm. so one of the first things that we really focused on is we focus on putting in core values. So our core values are Patron, uh, pride, accountability, truthfulness, respect, opportunity, and now. And getting that trickled down from 
you know, our CEO and owners and president, you know, Chris and, and Charles, all the way down to our brand new team member, ensuring that they understand and share in our values. And we put in place three operational absolutes. We're focused on delivering perfect food, genuine friendly guest service, and immaculately clean restaurants. Um, you know, when I first got promoted, I asked my general manager, Stephanie Barris, what's made you successful? And she said, good food, good service, immaculately clean restaurants. And that's all I've ever focused on. And uh, it's, it's paid off so, so far. Um, and we're just really instilling that going into 2024. Um, we've added a couple other pillars to our success strategy, uh, developing every one of our team members to their full potential and just driving profitability in our restaurants is the fourth one. But it's the last one. It's a byproduct, right? That's a lagging uh, indicator of sales and, and, and profitability comes from culture, operations, and people development. And that's easier said than done. I mean, to, to have an immaculately clean restaurant all the time, how, how do you like ensure these things actually get done? You, you touched on accountability, but you know, it's easy when the, the, the top person is in the store to make it look clean before they get in. But how do you keep it that way? Again, it's it's culture and it's about breeding down training from day one. Uh, if on your very first day, that is where you win or lose a new team member. And if you have a really great orientation and you instill how important and you're able to show that in the restaurants and are we there 100 percent in every one of our units? No. But, you know, it's it's an everyday thing. Uh, the key is, is that you always have to be moving forward. Uh, one of my favorite books is uh, Multi-Unit multi -unit Leadership, The Seven Stages by Jim Sullivan. He talks about being on an escalator. And if you're not walking forward, you're standing still, you're actually moving backwards. And so it's about constant gentle pressure uh, in everything that you do. And that's where you get results. Um, general managers are the point of the spear. You know, they're in there every single day and they're, they're, they're in the trenches. Um, area coaches, multi-unit leaders, they're, they're the shield, if you will, right? And they're the placeholder. Uh, they're the accountability piece. They are the standard bearer. And if you get area coaches, multi-unit leaders, you get them really bought in and engaged, everything else will, it, it will fall in line. Um, but, you know, pride is all about, we just had a, a three-day workshop with my area coaches and we talked about what pride is and it's hard work, discipline, and winning. And when you have hard work, you have discipline, you start to win. That's where pride kicks in. And it's just mm -hmm. a roller coaster and it's a downward momentum and everybody gets really excited about it. Amazing. What about the other people problems like absenteeism, um, dealing with, you know, maybe poor performers kind of the, you know, I know this is the darker side of things, but it happens yeah. in every retail establishment. Like mm -hmm. how do you deal with with that and even things like pay is a huge deal right so how do you deal with that kind of that kind of stuff yeah you know and covid just brought out like the 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 best and the worst in our industry right mm -hmm. we had a lot of absenteeism um companies they they bent on some of their hiring standards and values because they were just trying to keep the doors open. And we've really gotten to a back to basics mentality. And we really truly believe that if we have people that understand that their job is important, you know, it, it, if you can teach a 16 year old kid that that pizza that they're making, it's not just a pepperoni pizza. That is, that's somebody's birthday. 
And that's a family gathering. That's a, that's a night together with a with family. It could be a Super Bowl party, whatever it might be. But everything we do in the restaurant industry is related to celebration. And when you get somebody to understand that, hey, you're not showing up, is it's going to ruin somebody else's time. It's going to ruin their party. You burnt that pizza. You know that's that that's somebody's entire meal, right? When you get pizza, that that whole pie is is is, is somebody's entire meal. Um, and does it work 100% of the time? No, it, it, that's the challenge, right? And, and mm-hmm. it's about being that standard bearer. And again, the general manager being the tip of the spear, the area coach being the shield to protect it and, um, and, and, and trying to get it down to every new team member, right? If our newest team member li- believes in it um, all the way up to um, our ownership, we're, we're going to win. I love it. Can you, can you give an example of like a people management system you have in place where, you know, your area coaches checking in with the store manager once a week, like any, any sort of um, process that you found really effective? Absolutely. Uh, the most important thing that an area coach can do is leave written notes. Mm-hmm. That is the most important thing that a multi-unit operator can do is leave written notes and follow up on those written notes, right? There has to be something actionable. It has to, you have to find good. You have to find bad. You know, you have to have things that are to be worked on. They have to be really clear when you leave the restaurant. And, mm-hmm. and when somebody signs their name on the, on the bottom line, um, there's, there's a personalization there. And there's an accountability piece and they start to feel the pride in that. And that's something that, you know, coming here and taking over in operations we've put in place is we don't leave unless there's written notes in every single one of our restaurants. And the first thing that I do when I'm doing visits with area coaches is I'm I ask, hey, let's let's see your area coach notes. Let, let's see what you've been working on. What pride are you taking in your in your business? Um, and that that is probably the most impactful thing that a multi-unit leader can do. So smart. And and they follow up on those notes, right? Absolutely. Every single time, just like I would come in and I'd say, Hey, let's look at them. That's what the area coach, right. Is looking at. Did, did you uh, do this? And we actually, we have a QSE quality cleanliness and service, which align with our operational absolutes, right. Of, mm-hmm. of quality, perfect food service, Genuine friendly guest service, cleanliness, immaculately clean restaurants, and QSC that was already in place since you know the early days with Pizza Patron. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our values and our operational absolutes just line up perfectly with those. But we've started to put in a new trigger piece there because we do have brand partners as well as um, our own corporate-owned restaurants. We have 35 restaurants that are um, franchised, mm-hmm. and we're going to be leaving notes from our QSC inspector. And having a conversation with the general manager and that follow-up is going to be scored on the next um, QSC uh, that we do within the restaurants. Because, um, again, it, we, we, we only have so much that we can put in place with a, with a brand partner, with a franchise uh, operator. Um, but we can do our part to help grow them as well. And if they see an impact on what we're doing and the impact of those written notes from our QSC inspectors, I think that they'll want to do it too. Super smart, super smart. So shifting into, obviously this is a lagging indicator, but you have profitability and that's something that a lot of restaurants unfortunately closed down on (laughs) during COVID and and after. Um, And I don't know the stats, but many don't make it past that first year. So what, what do you think those ingredients are that increase profitability other than just adding sheer more locations? Um, Like what are, what are those ingredients? You know, onboarding and trading is so important because 
turnover is a profitability killer. Mm-hmm. And the average turnover in the restaurant industry is well over 100%, right? That means that you start the year with 50 people. And by the end of the year, you're, you've got maybe 75 people that you've hired, trained, and you've completely turned over. And again, I don't know what those stats are. I don't know what the value is, but I've heard it's $10,000 to train and onboard and get somebody up to, uh, you know, the uh, an operationally effective team member. If you multiply that out by 75 folks, that's a whole lot of money. And so if you want, if you really want to drive your profitability, you reduce your turnover because most 10 tenured team members, um, they're, they're more effective, right? They, they're more productive. And so, um, you know, your, your sales per labor hour are going to increase uh, because you can do more work with less team members. Um, but it's about finding that balance. And one of the programs we're working on now is kind of a, learn to earn as what we're going to be calling it. And it's where we're going to be putting in place very clear training levels and learning, right? And so when you get certified in a station, it it is worth this much. And we'll have a really clear path from where you can go from a brand new team member all the way up to what we're going to be calling a regional mentor, which is kind of like a regional vice president in other companies and having stages all the way along so that, you know, you Put out a program where we're that's our stay strategy right you want to stay with us because this can be i came here because i want this to be my last job and you know i remember again stephanie bear she was very impactful for me way back in the day with california pizza kitchen and you know i was telling her that i want to go to culinary school and i had all these plans and she's like don't overlook where you are is your greatest opportunity and i i took that and i ran with it and i went from you know starting as a server at California Pizza Kitchen to being a senior general manager. I was a general manager when I was 23 years old with them and, um, and, and, and had a blast. You know, I went through, you know, GM University with them. It was, it was so great. And I, I see it as my job to pass that on and to create something very similar here so that we can have folks that can go from the dishroom to the boardroom, right? It's the last industry where you can do that. That's fantastic. Having those levels makes it seem like an employee isn't stuck where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so in addition to like training and education, if there's that path for them, I can see how that leads to employees staying longer. Uh, I think that's really smart. Can you talk a little bit about like the technology, um, behind scaling a multi location franchise of any sort? And I'm sure that's grown over the years, but how do you, how do you look at technology? You know, technology, our business is a business of pennies, right? And so mm-hmm. um, every single cent counts. And so anything that you purchase has to be a value add, right? We, if if you're going to put in a food cost system, we, we right now are putting in um, R365 because uh, we have not had a food cost system at Pizza Patron in its history. So we're putting in R365 and it's going to have a great labor program. It's going to have a food costing program. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's got a great scheduler. It's to let you forecast sales and it's got all these great reports. Um, mm-hmm. But it's what you do with it. Right. Yeah. If, if you you can spend a bunch of money and get one of those programs. But if you don't use it and you don't hold people accountable to it, then it's all for naught. You know, digital ordering, uh, especially during COVID, I mean, the technology just, I mean, went through the roof. It was absolutely insane, the adoption rate that everybody, um, you know, took there. And it's about finding ways to um, create your own data set, right? Because that's mm-hmm. really data is a new oil. Um, and so we, we need to find ways that we can um, do it, but do it in the right way. 
Um, when, when you have somebody's information, it's your responsibility to keep that information safe. And so uh, with our rewards program and things of that nature, um, we're, we're really, you know, this very top of mind for us uh, as we do that. So um, the other things that are out there, we went to FS Tech uh, last year and there's some really cool technology with um, AI uh, cameras where, mm. the, you know, it feeds into your security system. And it'll actually track if you put all the ingredients on a pizza or if you put the wrong ingredient on a pizza and things of that nature. So that's something I'd love to roll out in the future. Um, but, you know, that technology is still at the very beginning, which means it's pretty expensive. Uh, but it's something that I'm going to be uh, really close to because I, I think it's 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 amazing. Yeah. So you keep your pulse on all these technologies. But I love what you said. It's like anywhere we can cut costs is a good idea, but that doesn't mean invest in every piece of technology. Um, yeah, knowing, knowing what to invest in for your tech stack is important. And that's something that any operator needs to look at is they need to they need to identify where they are and where they want to be. And they need a backcast from that. You know, mm. a lot of times what we do is this is where we are. This is where we want to go. And they worry about what the first step is. Um, mm. Worry about where you want to go. And then the steps backwards, you know, yeah. to, to the smallest, uh, you know, denominator there, uh, as opposed to the, because that first step can be really, really scary. But if you are able to put all the steps backwards, knowing where you want to be, knowing where you're at, um, it, it's, it makes it a little easier to pallet. Yeah. How important is, is the location of a new unit? You know, the three most important things in the restaurant industry are location, location, location. And, and, and you know, it's, it, it, but in today's society and, and with the way that ghost kitchens and things of that nature are going, it's really dependent upon what you want your business model to be. You can be in a closet, you know, off the beaten path, but it still needs to be convenient enough for Uber or DoorDash or whatever your delivery system is to be able to find it and get to it. Um, you know, if you're going to have a full service sit down restaurant, right, you know, um, you're, one, you're going to be paying for that rent, right? You're going to be paying a huge, huge cam in some of these places, and that's going to eat up a lot of your profits. So it just really depends on what it is that you want to do and what space you want to be in, what community it is that you want to serve. You know, mm -hmm. if you're an early in uh, to, you know, um, you know, this is a, a terrible word, but gentrification, right? If you're early in, you're, mm -hmm. you're going to get a much better rate. And then if you're, you know, a late adopter, right, it's kind of opposite of technology. Early adopters pay everything up front and the late adopters are the ones who are getting it at a discount. But when you're going into new and undeveloped or newly developed markets, um, it's, it's, it's opposite. You, you get a discount being first. And, you know, if you're able to um, find your niche can find the guests that can keep the doors open for you while that community fills in. Um, there's a lot of upside there. Yeah. How, um, how do you look at competition? Obviously there's a lot in pizza. Mm -hmm. Um, but how do you, how do you, yeah, look at competition? Uh, well, competition's amazing, right? I, I, I always, my, my philosophy is I want my bench to be able to beat your starters, right? Your best player isn't even as good as the guy who's riding the pine on my team. Uh, that's, that's a mentality I've taken, um, you know, for geez, 20 years. Uh, I don't I can't even tell you where it came from, but it's just it's a saying that I've always had. And really, we can't compete with Domino's in terms of size. Right. Um, location, uh, the tech. Right. They, they are a tech company. They're not a, a, mm. a food company. Um, they, they are a food purveyor 
more than anything else. Mm. And that's not the space we want to compete in. You know, we, we make our dough fresh every single day. We make our sauce fresh. You know, we, we use simple ingredients. We cut all of our vegetables by hand and none of the other big players that um, were able to say that that's the competition. And, you know, we rolled out a vision this year. We want to be the preeminent pizza brand in the restaurant industry. We want to be the gold standard. We don't have to have a thousand locations to be the best, Uh, to be the best. We need to, deliver on three absolutes when you have perfect food genuine friendly guest service and immaculately clean restaurants if we deliver on that flawlessly every single day every single pie every single guest um that's how we're going to win we we we, if we wanted to have twenty-seven thousand locations that would not be our goal because Mm -hmm. you can't be the premium pizza brand in the restaurant segment um and deliver on those things so that's what we're focused on and, you know, it, we, we just, again, we had a really great three-day uh, workshop with the area coaches and uh, they, they went running out the doors. They were ready to get back into their markets and, uh, and share the message with general managers. Love it. Before we go, do you have any other blanket advice for, for operators or business owners in hospitality of, of any kind? Don't bend. Know what it is that you want to be. Hold true to it. Um, you know, it, it, one of the old sayings, and I can't remember which brand this came out of with me, but it was, you feed the eagles and you starve the turkeys, right? And so you have those star performers that are there, mm-hmm. feed them, give mm-hmm. them more responsibility. Um, the, the folks that aren't going to live up to it, uh, you need to get them out of there. Um, biggest faux pas, I, I was trained very early on. Uh, I think I was 18 years old and they said, oh, you treat everybody the same. If you treat everybody the same and you treat your best performer the same way you treat your bottom performer, there's no reason for your bottom performer to get any better. Mm-hmm. And the top performer is going to wonder why there it is they're sticking around because they don't mm-hmm. feel valued. And so mm-hmm. if you treat your best performers the best and you take those bottom performers and you either you groom them or you broom them, um, you're, you're going to be very, very successful. And it's, it's about just being honest with people and having the courage to have those tough conversations. Yeah. This has been super beneficial as an interview. And I thank you for your time and sharing this um, valuable information with us. And yeah, I wish you the best and looking forward to see Pizza Patron in California one day around. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, this has been a blast. Uh, You need to visit your friends in Arizona and try us out there. And when you do, please uh, reach out to me. Let me know how it was. I will. I will. Thank you so much. Yeah. Have a great day. Yep.